0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 88, Episode 3 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, June 26, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Darth Vapor, aka Han Yolo, aka the Millennial Falcon, aka Jabba the Slut a.k.a. Bro Buffett, a.k.a. Admiral Jack Bar, a.k.a. Lit Visto, a.k.a. Princess Leia, all courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, Maine. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined by today's Acting co-host, Mr. Daniel Van Kirk. Hello everybody. I'm What's glad up, to man? be here. I
1: am Daniel Van Kirk, aka Danny Van Kirk, Ooh. aka Daniel Van
0: Caniel aka D V K. There it is. AKA the boy who went on tour. Daniel Daniel Kirk. The boy who went on tour. Yeah. What is that? That's, I'm
1: leaving tomorrow for <laughs> oh, tour. Okay. I'm on tour uh starting Wednesday the twenty sixth. That is
0: you, you made it sound mythical.
1: Oh um, yeah, I was going for like a Harry Potter thing. Right? There
0: you go. Well, dang, it is great to have you, man. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's been too long. It's I been know. too long. My last time was just with
1: Miles. So I know. On, my, on my next visit we'll bring it all back together. And and that'll
0: be you, amazing. Well, we, yeah, exactly. uh, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the host of such amazing podcasts as Ridiculous History and Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, and the producer of many a great podcast for this very podcast network. He is Mr. Noel Brown. What's up, Noel? Hey, guys. Hey, man. Hey, mate. thanks for having me. Hey, thanks I for being I here. I think I've
2: canceled on you like twice. Yeah. Due to like travel fuck-ups and horrible yeah. scheduling. And I'm really glad to, to not be an asshole and be here with you on this very day in this very seat.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a very passive-aggressive conversation where... I can feel it. It's simmering. <laughs> like, wow. Already. Yeah, good point this time, Noel. Uh Glad Seriously. you uh well, I, no, I figured
2: it's... i'd cop to it right up front just you know clear <laughs> the air a little bit you yeah know?
0: yeah of course uh well we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today uh damn we're talking about breakdancing has been provisionally approved for paris 2024 the olympics mm-hmm. olympic breakdancing uh, we're going to talk about what that must be like. Uh, there is a story in Axios today about a uh, what they're calling a Trump slump, uh, people's lagging interest in the Trump administration. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, California wanting to defy the NCAA uh, by paying athletes or allowing athletes to make money off of their likeness or their jersey. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about how ICE has stopped updating their list of people who have died in ICE custody, uh, why that is foreboding. We are going to talk about Boeing. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lee High School uh, Lee-Off that is taking place. Uh, I'll explain why those weren't just a jumble of nonsensical syllables. Uh, we're going to talk about the best ice cream in every state, Uh The fact that euphoria is not an accurate picture of teens these days, kids these days, as I like to call them. Uh, And we're going to talk about, we're going to check in with super producer Anna Hosnier because she has written... An article for BuzzFeed under a pen name, it is called The 34 Kinds of Tattoos That Look Insanely Hot on Guys. Hell yeah. Uh, So we're going to get her
1: to (laughs) give us- Let's get tribal.
0: (laughs) Let's get tribal, exactly. It's just uh, barbed wire around Mm the bicep. Yeah. Just three, just variations of that, 34. Yeah, with Uh, a sparrow on it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, But first, Noel, we like to ask our guests, what's something from your search history that tells us something about who you are?
2: So the last thing for my Google search history was I actually went to my YouTube search history because I couldn't figure out how to find my Google search history because I'm apparently a Luddite. But my last uh, YouTube search was Lord and Lady Douchebag Full Skit. And that's because on Ridiculous History, we had uh, Wayne Fetterman, who hosts a comedy podcast on the history of stand up, talking to us about Dick Gregory. And Dick Gregory was on this SNL sketch where it's this kind of like period piece of these, you know, horrible uh, opulent white people, and Dick Gregory plays like the footman, and he introduces Lord and Lady Douchebag. And that's the only clip I could find because it was only about 30 seconds, and it was unfortunate, but
0: that's what I searched <laughs> for. Uh, and it lived up to your expectations, your hopes and dreams? Well, like or... I said, it wasn't the whole skit. I, I looked right. for the whole
2: skit. The internet denied me. that only gave me about 25 seconds, but I did get to hear Dick Gregory say Lord and Lady Douchebag in that kind of like over-the-top accent. So yeah, that Dick was Dick Gregory is but... great dude uh, i had no idea uh, wayne really hipped us to a lot of stuff about this guy that i had no idea like first of all hugh hefner is who gave him his start and hugh hefner kind of continued to support him even as he got into like really serious activism later in his career really interesting story if you want to check out that episode it's uh, i think two or three episodes back on the ridiculous history feed
0: no plugging your own shit here Noel. come, come on, on man what is this bullshit <laughs> uh what is something you think is underrated
2: uh, I think video stores are underrated and sadly they're disappearing, as we all know. But like there's still VHS one. There's, stores? No, nah, I don't know. I guess you don't have VHS anymore, but you know, Blu rays and DVDs. I like to be able to like kind of have a curated experience where I kind mm-hmm. of browse through sections and find new stuff. Yeah.
0: The process of going to the video store and browsing is was one of my favorite oh, things best. to do. Um it was like what most of a date night was was just looking around and arguing over what what movie you were going to watch mm-hmm. and now I well, guess yeah, and especially if there's like a cult section
2: or you know like a midnight movies section or you know any kind yeah. of like staff picks curated kind of staff picks I, I'm a huge fan of that and we have one left in Atlanta called Videodrome it's it's fantastic I, I Videodrome love it. nice
0: mm-hmm. what is something you think is overrated
2: well, this is a hot take and uh, kind of a companion piece, but I think Netflix is overrated. It's Ooh. like I'm paying 10 bucks a month to just watch The Office on on a loop. That's really literally all I use it for these days.
0: Right, uh, a subscription service to a DVD of The Office, basically. That's, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which
2: is sad, too, because I actually own all of the episodes of The Office on DVD, but I stream it on Netflix, and I pay for the privilege. It's, it's yeah. a sad state of affairs.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. They make a lot of stuff that... I feel like wouldn't get made now like sort of medium-tier movies um, or you know movies for adults and uh, like rom-coms uh, always be my Maybe it doesn't seem like something that gets made <clears throat> in Hollywood today uh, but I don't I don't know necessarily if it's because uh, Netflix exists that the movies have just gone that way and if those movies would be getting made I don't know I'm always kind of grateful for them for creating some of the shows that they create but
2: no I, I 100% agree and that's why I said it was a hot take this is just me be having my like get off my lawn moment mm-hmm. about like the fact that for honestly when I browse through Netflix I find it like so overwhelming that I end up just like scrubbing through all of these like you know thumbnails and I never end up watching I just always go back to the office like there have been a handful of things that I have really loved like Romo is fantastic and a lot of these films I think you're right but the experience of looking on Netflix is like infuriating to me and it makes me just kind of like
1: really stressed out.
0: Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. How about you, Dan? Any any Netflix shows that you've you've been to I just enjoying? started
1: that new uh the John Favreau chef show. Oh yeah. And I th- I find it to be pretty good. I like it a lot as well as the the show Street Food. That first episode in Thailand just makes you want to go get on a plane right away. Yeah. So I really enjoy that. And I think they re- they do a pretty good job with uh like true crime. Docs and things. Did you yeah. guys watch Abducted in Plain Sight? Noel, did you see that doc?
2: I did not, but I actually just started watching Wild Wild Country. Have you guys seen this? Oh about yeah, in Oregon. Yeah, man, get out your red that clothes is, and go to town. Oh my God, <laughs> it's insane. They like build all this infrastructure. They have like a, a shopping center that
1: only sells red clothes. Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's oh man, it's man, I'm about halfway through.
1: Yeah, that that documentary is crazy. Abducted in plain sight. I've said it uh, on uh, the podcast I do, the dumb people town, and I will say it here as well. Watch that, and then tweet at me when you get to minute twenty-two. That goes for you too, Noel. Jack, have you watched Abducted no, in I Plain haven't. Sight? At minute twenty-two
0: of the first episode,
1: it's only it's one. It's it's just it's one a documentary. Oh, yeah, okay. It's got one it. documentary, standalone movie, and at minute twenty-two, you. I might get some rage tweets. Oh, really? You will not believe what you were watching. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I would be talk enraged
0: about it- at you or at the at the movie?
1: At the movie. I talk about it in my stand-up. I go, for, for anybody who's ever wondered the question or asked themselves the question, can you blame the parents? Turns out you can. So that's you what I've heard. You can definitely blame the parents.
0: That's why I haven't watched it is because I've heard it is just, it, it might as well be called like, Dumb white people, <laughs> <laughs> like it's dude, just... it is horrific. Yeah. But other
1: great shows like Mind Hunters about how the FBI came to classify uh, serial killers is yeah, is really yeah. Good. I thought that yeah. was
0: pretty good yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So all but I love this the Office is to say uh, no, you're overrated is bullshit, man. Uh, I know, I completely Netflix agree. Like I said, no uh, Netflix. No, is I don't. Perfect. I don't want to be like a, a Netflix stan, and they, I'm sure they do all sorts of. They're a giant monolith. I'm sure they have many things to do with. Well, Bad they also trend. do a really
2: interesting thing where they'll like off like like studios that have movies they know are going to be shredded and are not going to do well. They'll offload them on Netflix, mm-hmm. like right? All of these Adam Sandler movies and stuff. They literally just take them off studios' hands. Yeah, but, they, still, but at least we got seen it. But, but at but
1: least we got Bright.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which was a monster hit, by mm-hmm. the way. Pun um, intended. Yes. Yeah. uh And finally, Noel, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false?
2: This is really hard and it's really funny considering that I host a conspiracy podcast but like I don't know I felt like that was a little too on the nose but there's this viral video of this woman peeling garlic that's been making the rounds and people are just kind of like posting it side unseen like this is you know the truth this is how you peel garlic it's the only way she takes right. this little paring knife and just sticks it underneath the piece of garlic and just pops it right out every yeah. single piece like completely not damaging the garlic it's just like it's it's like magic to watch but there's all these videos of people like trying it trying to figure out how it's done she never Explains it, and it turns out it, either she has some kind of magical, you know, knife skills or like you know garlic abilities. But like I, even like uh, I think one of the hosts of the America's Test Kitchen tried it and ended up slicing her hand all up no. and saying, "Do not oh, try Jesus. this. This is not." This is not a real hack, but I'm still fascinated because the video—it's not like a deep fake video of somebody like you know peeling garlic. Who would who would go to that trouble? But I do that think that you it's know a lot of that could be yeah, yeah could that be. I know of. Yeah. No, it's it's very true. You or all kinds of yeah, shit. like
0: you like you suggested, maybe she has magic garlic skills. That would be, mm-hmm. that, that would be the worst superpower to possibly have. But um, <laughs> very
2: very niche, yeah. very niche superpower. It's yeah. like
0: you're a reverse vampire where you are only supernatural when it comes to garlic um mm-hmm. yeah I I retweeted a, a video I retweeted that video and then I retweeted a reaction to that video which was uh somebody just doing kitchen hacks where it's like they <laughs> they like put salt and pepper in a uh, napkin and hit it with a hammer uh, and then it turns into like a well-toasted bagel or something <laughs> like it's all just like Bullshit uh, kitchen hacks that are like completely impossible, but I think uh, it's good satire of of the kitchen hack genre, and there's nothing better than to have somebody on a podcast describe good satire to you. Uh, so that's what we're doing <laughs> here. Uh, that's how it's done. You are-
2: can actually take garlic and put it in a jar and like close the jar up and then just shake it up all to hell, and then it kind of peels itself. So why do we even need this knife hack? That sounds dangerous. Let's just shake it up in jars.
0: Wait, what? You can put yeah. dry garlic in a jar and shake it yep. up, and it comes yep. out. Yep. What the hell? No. That's
2: a that's a that's a proven. That sounds magic hack. to me. Yeah. Oh. oh, it feels magic. Yeah. I recommend everyone try it at least once. It's very satisfying.
0: All right, guys. Let's talk about uh, Olympic events because you know the Olympics are coming up i guess oh yeah man! another year they're, they're always coming up tokyo 2020 yep. uh we're all getting ready who, who who cared more about paying off the
1: olympic committee than they did their own infrastructure <laughs> exactly. and i think it's what, what, 2024
0: is paris who's 20 2028 is uh los angeles gotcha. i believe yeah, so I... That, so we're all going to Airbnb our places. That's my career uh, goal is to not live here in 2028. <laughs> somehow find <laughs> guys, a way uh, to you, not you live. You guys
2: remember Sochi? Sochi. I, I have fond memories of that Olympics with like the wild dogs roaming the streets mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, crumbling infrastructure. That was a fun Olympics.
0: Now, one thing about uh, Russian wild dogs, I've seen multiple uh, viral videos where... Like, dogs in Moscow, like, know how to take the subway. And Russian wild dogs seem much smarter than other wild dogs. Can you confirm Dude, they can open deny? doors
2: like the fucking velociraptors <laughs> in Jurassic Park. Can. They're, like, they're it's, testing the yeah.
0: fences. Uh, but anyways, Paris just did a process where they provisionally confirmed various sports for the 2024 Olympics. And we got some bangers on the list, guys. We've got... Uh, sport climbing, surfing, skateboarding, and get ready for it, breakdancing.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so this seems on its surface cool to me. I, I cannot be against breakdancing, having a more mainstream audience. Uh, at the same time, it does seem like it's going to be one of those judge-based Olympic That's events. That's what I hate. Yeah. I hate judge-based Olympic events. Yeah. Where it's just like, well, what you see here, and then you have like the really snobby retired ones who are like, "That is bullshit." After like somebody does something that seems miraculous Mm -hmm. to you, right? Right? Just like, well, that was a clear point deduction because her toe was pointing down instead of parallel to the ground when she landed. That literally. Superpower miraculous, uh, jump. Well, let's on just fucking wide ice skates.
1: Let's just widely speculate here, guys. Yeah, so do you think that in breakdancing, Olympic breakdancing, outfits are going to play as much of a role as they do in figure skating?
0: Ooh. Oh, they
1: have to, they have yeah. to. And what would be your fancy breakdancing outfit?
2: Yeah, Big pants and like track, suit- track suits, like the, oh, the most bedazzled track, track, track suits. suits, yeah, yeah,
0: like the old retro ones. Are you are you picturing the Adidas ones like with an the old bucket hat down the
2: side? <laughs> yeah, with the, yeah, and, but, but I'm picturing that, but like decked out
1: like figure skating outfits,
0: like right with sequins. With sequins, and shit. sequins and, yeah. Wait, does
1: this also mean that you could
0: have theoretically Adidas or Nike official Olympic breakdancing shoes? I mean, breakdancing gear and breakdancing athletic wear is a whole new market that seems like it's
1: the officially licensed breakdancing uh, gold chain.
0: I wonder if after you, when you finish a uh, routine, you know how gymnasts do that, like, arms in the air, like, Mm -hmm. thing to the, I wonder if you do the, like, arms folded, like, crossed all the way (laughs) thing that, like, uh, Run DMC used to do on album covers, and that uh, my parents do if they're trying to, like act like they're rappers and they're they're here to say the crossed arms yeah (laughs) walking down the street just the other day when uh
1: Uh, here's my question as well let's speculate this is there because i don't know the answer is there age limits for gymnasts well and would there be an age for this that's
0: that's the question that i had on this is like is, is it such like is it like those Olympic sports where your body breaks down at a certain point and sure. you can't keep doing it, or is it so skill-based that, you know, somebody can still do it into their fifties just because it's all about knowing how to spin around 45 times on top of your head. And also what, what will music like, what will yeah, it be? You... Modern music? Will it just be up to the performer? Um
1: And then, also cuz I feel like every 4 or 5 months I see another video of like a 9-year-old girl crushing some sort of breakdancing right. moves. yeah. So will she is she eligible for the 2024 team?
0: I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I I I'm only picturing like in my mind's ear uh it's that don't 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 that's like the song for every single performance, uh, but that can't be true. Um, yeah,
1: it's... the article that I was reading about this too said they also wanted they they wanted to know some other sports that were worthy considering, and they listed disc golf, which I'd be fine with, that's ultimate funny. frisbee, right. and paintball. Yeah, paintball,
0: uh, paintball would be d- really interesting. Then
1: you're essentially just. You're essentially just pretending war with other countries,
0: right? Right. That's yeah, and that, I guess the whole point of the Olympics just... is <laughs> is not to do that. Right. That's just yeah. like
1: okay, who like? Because then you would use your own military soldiers right. for your paintball super team. soldiers, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably.
2: But why is there no like high production value like multi cam paintball tournaments on TV? It seems like that should be a thing. There that has would be a lot be. of fun to watch. There, there has to be.
1: There has to be like ESPN Classic has to have some like Saturday at 4 right. while like the World Cup final is happening and they can't compete with it. They just put <laughs> on They put on the Johnsonville Brat. Cornhole Championships, <laughs> right. which is a gem to watch. Oh, when yeah. is
0: cornhole going to be an Olympic event? I mean, the fact that it isn't is really disappointing. It's, it's got to be. It, I but don't I, think it's I, left this country yet, I, though. I do wonder if it's like bowling, boring to watch because the people are so good that it, the so same good. thing just happens every single time. Like they don't even touch the board. It's just well, like I going. I'm going
1: to tell you, I, I deep dove, guys, into some cornhole championship when, you, when you're on the road yeah doing shows and a lot a lot of times you're just i'll just stay here in the hotel i guess and watch tv till i have to leave for the theater and the great thing about it is how defensive they get so you do get this element of like they make it harder for each other based on how they throw and they don't all put them right in oh they don't no 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 i'm sure there's some that are going to get better also when i said it hasn't left this country i could hear people in uh, at least canada yelling i'm sure cornholes made (laughs) its way to canada yeah (laughs) no you didn't ohio did but i'll I'll argue on that all day uh or if you're in illinois it's not even called cornhole it's just called bags that's what we call it they call it bags It's just called bags in chicago rochelle illinois everywhere that i was born and raised it's just uh you guys want to play bags bags? you got you brought brought your bag set
0: yeah yeah that's uh
1: i hope cornhole makes it in Paris would seem like the appropriate place for cornhole, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean
0: that is uh, the you know culture leader of our <laughs> cities and yeah. the culture leader of our uh, you know Big Ten uh, parking lot oh, football sure. game drinking games. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, Noel, any any sports that you want to see given a go at the Olympics? Anything you have? Uh, I
2: don't know. I mean, I think you guys covered some of the more odd ones, but, like, I'm really fascinated with curling. Like, I know this is already a thing, but it's basically, like, a giant, like, large-scale game of shuffleboard on ice where someone's, like sweeping the you know ice in front of the whatever the mm-hmm. curling stone or whatever yeah. and the whole culture of it is fascinating and it's like a very zen thing and not much seems to happen but i can't look away it's it's a it's a very interesting sport
1: okay you kind of brought- want to
2: know more about the history of curling
1: no you no, you brought yourself back here because you should check out the losers on netflix there it, it it, it uh it's a documentary series that goes over people who failed in their like athletic attempts and one of them is all about curling and talks about this, I guess it's like the most prestigious tournament that they do in Canada uh-huh. and goes back to the days when you could do it like they would have their tournaments you'd have a cigarette hanging out of your mouth and a beer in one hand like while playing oh, and it really? interviews all these old guys and it, it's uh you can obviously tell by the title that somebody doesn't win but it's extremely good and if you enjoy curling on a cultural and historical level I would recommend The Losers on Netflix it, I is think it, it's Is it available four. on DVD? I, I will only watch it if I can
2: watch it on <laughs> No, no I I thought,
1: shopping I thought your rule was you would buy it on DVD then watch it on
0: Netflix. <laughs> on Netflix, there you go.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm not being very consistent today, but you're right. That does sound awesome. Is it other sports? Like, it's like a whole bunch of different... Yeah, yeah, one... That would be uh, so fucked up
0: if it was just called The Losers and it was just about curling. (laughs) Like, Like, implying that everyone that curls is in it. But they're just like, yeah, it's called The Losers. There's a
1: great one about a boxer. There's another one about this soccer football league in... The UK, where if you lose so many times in a row, you get like kicked out. You like lose your team. Your town loses your team. Oh my God. And gosh. the story of these just perennial losers trying to not lose their town's team. Uh, it's really, really good. I recommend that uh, series on Netflix.
2: I'll definitely check it out, begrudgingly. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick
0: break. We'll be right back. And we're back and Axios had an article yesterday about how cable executives and media executives of all types are complaining that they're hitting a Trump slump. They're seeing a drop in ratings on cable TV and you know, articles, they, they said digital demand for Trump related content, number of article views compared to number of articles written has dropped 29% between the first six months of the Trump presidency and the most recent six months, according to data from traffic analytics company Parsley. And, you know, the COO of the New York Times said that their Trump bump, subscription bump, ended in mid-2018, which, I don't know. On the one hand, this doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world, but this reminds me of the story we talked about a long time ago on TDZ where um, a historian wrote about the fact that when Hitler first started to rise, he was all anyone would talk and write about. But by the time, you know, the Holocaust and World War Two started, nobody was even writing about the Nazis anymore because everyone was just like so Fatigued. exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Um So... I don't know. I think that's- so. It almost
2: implies like a weird kind of acceptance or just people like
0: giving yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cable TV networks still reach a majority of Americans with political news coverage, began pulling back on Trump campaign rallies late last year because they weren't driving ratings. Uh, that's according to Politico. So, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, that's good because a big complaint was that he was covered wall to wall during the 2016 election. That's what helped him win. But on the other hand, he is the president and he's doing horrifying uh, things. And there are horrifying things happening that people, I don't know, I think are just beaten down by at a certain point. And I mean, I I think some of the things they're talking about are the more outrage-driven stories. And it's not like people were ever clamoring to read more news about, you know, human rights abuses that are being perpetrated by the Trump administration. But um yeah, may, maybe maybe they can use some of that extra bandwidth to cover like the the lives of the people who are being fucked over by this administration.
2: Well, dude, even this most recent rape allegation just seems like it's gotten a pass in the media. Like, I- I'm hearing nothing about it. I've had to like deep dive, Google to even find out more about who this person is. It just seems like he's done it so many times and has so successfully kind of shrugged it off that the media is just kind of like over it. You yeah, know? I don't know. It's 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 very depressing.
0: Yeah, I realized that like live while we were recording yesterday's episode, I was like, oh yeah, the president of the United States was accused of rape by a well-known writer and like a trusted writer in detail and we hadn't even talked about it on that episode um it's the bed of nails man it's, yeah there's,
1: if you step on one it'll ruin you right if you lay on a hundred you can survive yeah
0: it really seems to be working out for him in that in that respect anyways i keep thinking of, it, it made me think of the phrase they let you do it which is what he said to Billy Bush, like you know, when you're a star, they they let you grab them by the pussy or you know just walk up and start kissing them mm-hmm. because that like he walks up and starts kissing her and you know literally does what he brags about doing in that Billy Bush uh, conversation to this woman and it's rape. That's what it is. Yeah, I I don't know. The, it's wild that that is not. More of a a thing that people are talking about, I think you're right, and all that it's harder than you would expect to to find people talking about it.
2: Well but it's so clearly in his character. Like we've heard him literally boast about this is something that he can get away with on tape and that didn't torpedo him. Right? You know, 16 allegations haven't torpedoed him. This one's not going to torpedo. Him. I don't know what it's going to take. I'm so like at a loss every time I hear some little thing like oh this will be the thing and it's never the thing. Never like really the, the guy is bulletproof because he's so Despicable that nothing sticks because he's just like that bad that like everyone has accepted him for all his awfulness. And so nothing is gonna, the people that love him are gonna love him despite that. Maybe even for that. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's crazy town.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, uh, we've talked before about there was this New Yorker profile of a group called Women for Trump and they, their founding, like the day that they decided to become a group was the day after the Access Hollywood tape. So, there are some fucked up, weird, <laughs> nonsensical feelings tied up in in all of this, where you know so, some people, like you said, I think do want to want this version of uh, relations between the sexes, uh, or you know whatever it is. I, I don't have an explanation for why someone would start a women for Trump group after. After the Access Hollywood tape, but people who like to fight, yeah. Another story that uh, seems to be flying under the radar is that the president of the United States has promised to obliterate Iran. Literally said, if if they touch anything of ours, or what was it, if they attack, anything, yeah, if they attack
1: anything, anything American,
0: they attack anything American. He will uh, obliterate parts of the country. So. Uh, and that's not really getting much coverage. So it's crazy to me. Yeah, it's just people are bored by it.
2: You're right. And well, there was the whole thing too, where he tweeted out the fact that oh, I decided not to, you know, bomb them because they shot down our drone because it would have lost like a hundred and something lives. But that he like broadcast that out. Like it just seems like he's just like such a bizarrely impulsive, just you know, just not a tactical bone in his body. I mean, it's just, like, it's all braggadocio. It's it's insane to me that he would, like, you know, telegraph that out there. And people are literally saying, like, well, which is it? Like, do you want to annihilate Iran, or you just want to, like, talk about it and then pull back? Like, he doesn't even have, like, a, ta- a tactic at all. It's just very strange.
0: Yeah, I've never thought he was anything other than... Ha- he has the exact right form of mental illness for this moment in time. Like, for whatever reason, narcissists are dominating the culture, probably because they're able to just use social media in really successful ways. But yeah. Did
2: you see that the president of Iran said that he was, quote, afflicted by mental retardation? Yeah. yeah, on yeah. Trump.
1: I think that's what sets. <laughs> set up off today uh jack holmes in esquire did a really interesting uh article about what you uh, you were just talking about Noel, where he was saying that we, we constantly get told like well those are jokes or those are tweets or um you know what he says is a policy but then he literally tweets out his like stream of consciousness on like his stance on iran and 10 minutes before possibly killing over 100 civilians he decided to not do it which means like did he not ask The question on what the loss of life would be until right before they were supposed to execute these strikes. And so it's a a really interesting read in Esquire by Jack Holmes that I I think anybody should pick up that speaks to, one, what is currently being said. And also this idea that you are seeing policy and like national security decisions and foreign policy being just told on Twitter. Like, we're just going to do this now. We're not going to do that.
0: Right yeah yeah it's like the primary process you're just seeing a window into the human brain of the president of the united states and you know all the should we shouldn't we that's that's going on we people just have access to that i'm i guarantee it's not usually this messy and erratic like even when we don't have a window into it but that that is at least partially what's happening and i think with regards to the question of whether they hadn't covered it like the law the potential loss of human life like that seems like the sort of thing that he would just completely gloss over mm-hmm. i mean they, they've even decided they have to like stop giving him security briefings on a daily basis because it's insane well he's not it's not like he's paying attention to them anyways but
2: i just i just hope that like in the future there becomes some kind of policy where it's illegal for a sitting president to have this much free expression, I know that sounds weird. like the way he manipulates. He can manipulate the market with a tweet, and then like his Wall Street buddies can like make a fortune shorting the stock market, and then he'll say something, and it'll kind of like write itself. Like I think there's so much, so many, um, you know, so much fallout from what he does that people aren't even fully considering. But right. it should not be allowed. It's insane. And the, the way he like deletes his tweets supposed to be part of like public record, and he literally deletes them. That's illegal. But he does it all the time, and no one's calling him on it. It's just, uh it's mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's talk about NCAA athletes. Oh
1: man, I saw this uh, yesterday, and then I'm glad we're getting to talk about it today because California looks like they're at a they're they're going to end up going. Toe-to-toe, helmet-to-helmet, head-to-head, lacrosse Mm -hmm. stick to lacrosse stick. Is that what it's even called? I don't know. I think that's what most people Uh, call it, lacrosse stick to lacrosse stick. (laughs) The idea, Rochelle, Rochelle, Illinois didn't have uh, lacrosse. It didn't make (laughs) its way to uh, agricultural northern Illinois. Um, The NCAA president, uh, Mark Emmert, suggested that a California bill allowing in-state college athletes to be compensated um, could end up meaning that the NCAA would ban... All California universities uh from like postseason tournaments or play. That would be like the NCAA or the NCAA
0: tournament, you just like wouldn't allow California. Schools? You can't
1: compete for the championship, no. Wow. Because the NCAA, as as most people know, does not want any athletes making any money off of their likeness or what they do on the field of play. And uh, except for, you know what, I, let me change that. They do want somebody making money. That's them and all the schools, just right. not the people who are actually bringing all of this revenue in. And that goes for anything from the water polo team to the volleyball team to the obvious football and basketball team as well. So it, I think they've already gone through like the initial level of passing this in California, at which point that made the NCAA write them a letter uh saying don't do this because we might just have to ban you that would make all your students ineligible if they're making money off of being athletes and i hope that california goes all the way with this and then calls the bluff of the ncaa
0: yeah i mean it would be interesting to see if the ncaa would you know if people would still or i guess if networks would still want to uh you know spend as much money on these tournaments as oh they i mean think about the money with.
1: like if i think it's espn has right. the pac-12 deal so right. you don't think ESPN's going to go to instant and be like are you you know how much money we paid you for this and now right. i mean it would just and then imagine if in a couple of years four or five other states do this especially in the big 10 uh those states that have like minnesota wisconsin or illinois and because the big 10 i think is the most profitable of the television rights to whichever i think fox or whoever currently has the big 10 games outside of the big 10 network so it just comes down to that old that the thing that's been going on forever you have kids that have you hope i mean are trying to get good degrees but they're in school they're athletes and not all of them are on the football field like some of these people are devoting all of their time to fencing or like i said water polo or tennis and they have no way of making money. Wasn't it Ohio State where they sold jerseys?
0: Right, they were selling jerseys, selling their own jerseys, and their own. They right, they got like banned, or their coach got fired, and they had had to like be suspended. They weren't allowed to continue to play.
1: Or they traded them for tattoos, maybe too. I think, I think some that's of that one as of them, well, yeah. which
0: is harder to since that's not a, a staple good that Agreed. people survive off of. <laughs> yeah. But But yeah, I mean, uh, Shabazz Napier, I think, had said a couple years back that, like, you you go to bed hungry sometimes because you don't have—if you're coming into your NCAA career uh, and you don't have a lot of money, and then you're being, like— Like your income is being very strictly policed by the NCAA. Yeah. Like by a bunch of guys who are making tons and tons of money off of you. It's just a, it's a fucked up situation where, um, yeah, it's not, it's not just that they like, push you or that they ask the university not to pay you they like pay attention to everything and make sure nobody is giving you any money anything they can't even
1: buy you lunch right uh, a potential coach couldn't even buy you lunch uh i heard that uh i think it was tom waddle former wide receiver for the uh, chicago bears he has a great uh show that he does out of chicago called waddle and sylvie uh on ESPN 1000 and I think it was him if it's not him I'm sorry I can't I'm not crediting the right person but they had this idea of what if and guys uh Noel and uh, Jack tell me what you think of this they had this idea that you you have a revenue share for NCAA athletes that pulls in everything obviously your your top tier sports are going to end up contributing the most to that and that goes into a fund for all NCAA athletes and when you graduate you get a certain percentage of whatever that fund is from your four years. If you leave, let's say you go to Major League Baseball or basketball or football, you leave early via the draft. You forsake, you give up your stake, your your slice of the pie in that. Which you just signed a deal to go be an NBA player. You should be fine right. with giving up that. But even if it's as something as little as ten grand, ten grand when you graduate college could really yeah. help you get somewhere to either where you want to move or where you want to go or if you want to travel and get some more life experience whatever you want to do that makes me ask a question like what what is the logic behind
2: not paying them there has to be some like reason they think it's important for them to like scrap and like is, is it for you know so they're more you know devoted to the sport like wh- what's their reasoning behind this whole
1: well, system one, the one thing the NCAA is saying is right now about California is that paying players will give California an unfair advantage in recruiting and then you would also get into a situation where the richer the school, the more money they could offer the players. So you would create where your Notre Dames, your Texas, your huge profile schools, Alabama, uh, would then be able to upfront offer more money to a recruit than another school would. But I would As dare opposed- tell you, they're right. already paying.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> As opposed to the already, the super even playing field of college football where like alabama is you know has such a huge advantage over everybody i think it was
1: alabama it was some school it might have been lsu and i don't remember if i saw this on a documentary or if it was personally told to me but there was a player who every week someone in his family would wake up to their front door having a box or a bag on the porch and in there would be chips to a local casino. There you go. And then they would take those and cash them in, and that's how they were paying this player and their family throughout the football season. That's... Was someone would just leave casino chips on
2: there? Smart. Yeah, it's um, like some mafia shit right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think what it is is the idea of you know amateurism and athletics. Like you don't, you don't want this to become a a business where these kids are like, you know, traded from one school to the other. And there's the idea that there's like a purity to these kids going for academics, but that's, you know, completely idealistic and it's not how things operate. Even in the reality, like even in the uh, hypothetical version of everything went according to their plans, like, uh, successful schools would still have a huge advantage over mm-hmm. other schools. And, and they also, do now. Yeah, they already do. And uh, I think it really comes down to the fact that the people who control the money are, you know, the NCAA and they also are the ones controlling the rules. So they get to fuck the student athletes over because it's their system and the student athletes you know, are only there for four years. It's not like you can unionize as a, exactly as a college athlete. So yeah, I think, I think that probably has something to do with why they get screwed over, but, uh, all right, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And, uh, there's a little bit of a Lee-off going on. <laughs> uh, so there's a high school named after the Confederate general, Robert E. Lee, mm-hmm. uh, that has finally uh, decided to change its name because, uh, yeah, what, what what took you so long? But uh, they don't want to waste the money of like having to rewrite the name, so they just want to change it to... Uh, a different Lee I guess like all their sports uniforms just say Lee or like Lee High or something like that yeah Yeah. exactly so they've opened it up to the community to find out what Lee should the school be named after now that they have that last name the L-E-E people have suggested like Stan Lee, Spike Lee, Harper Lee Uh, but the one that makes the most sense to me is Bruce Lee how fucking cool would it be to go to the Bruce, Bruce, Lee, Bruce, dragons. Lee, High? The Bruce yeah. Lee dragons? The Bruce Lee dragons It would be so great.
1: I mean, even the Stanley would be great because then you could be like the Stanley superhero right. or or S- like
0: Stanley man Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Stanley. I uh, I, put, I
1: put forth the Christopher
2: Lee Wickerman. I mean, that's that? a great
1: dude, one too. Go. That was a great one, too. Or number three on the list of people with the name Lee. Lee Majors, come on, guys! There you go.
0: Well, it's—I mean, Spike Lee would be even Ang Lee. Yeah, yeah, Ang Lee. I mean, I think yeah. Like the great thing about Bruce Lee is that he's like iconic for an entire category of culture, and you know, he's like. Modern, but also mythical. I I don't know. I just feel like. And
1: he already has so many great quotes that you can paint on walls above lockers. Like the whole be like water thing.
0: Imagine the murals. The mural game game alone,
1: man. But you'd have to be the dragons, right? Yes. The Bruce Lee dragons. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of like the the gym would be called the dojo or uh, (laughs) enter the dragon. Yeah. (laughs) Be fucking great. Um, oh, i would love that yeah
1: you promise me when i when i don't get to be here co-hosting with you anymore will you follow up and tell me where this school yeah, lands on a absolutely. name i have to know
0: it's even be if it's Bruce even lee, if it's right?
1: lee smith the 1980s chicago cubs pitcher
0: whatever they land on i want to know yeah i mean so people have suggested let, like the, I guess the lead singer of Rush has the last name Lee and people are suggesting that, but I, you can't top her You Can't top Bruce yeah. Uh, and then I wanted to talk real quickly about, do you guys, have you guys been watching uh, euphoria? No, um, it's,
1: it's, it's, like teens doing, it's t- like fast times at Ridgemont high doing drugs 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. So I heard there were like
2: 36, uh, penises in one episode, like in one scene, like fully, you know, fully shown.
0: Yeah, I guess there was I, I, a, I can't even
2: picture what led to that. Like what is the scenario that requires 30? It must have been like a locker room situation. That's the only thing I can I can Or imagine.
1: somebody wanted a world record. Right.
2: <laughs> that's possible.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it was a lineup actually of 36. Uh, no, that's ah. not. It it was actually it was a locker room scene and we're bringing in our uh, Euphoria expert super producer Anna Hosnier who has been watching it. Uh, hello Anna.
3: Yeah, no, I haven't seen the show. No, sorry. <laughs> but I'm really good at just kind of guessing.
0: <laughs> right. No, but you you like it, right? You're saying it's good?
3: Um, I do. And you know the 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 weenie scene as I like to call the male weenies? genitals, sure, yeah. the weenies. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, it was actually a very funny exploration of kind of like male like toxic masculinity. It was it's, it's very funny cuz it's just like this dude who just can't deal. Like he's just like so broed out. They're like all right. these dicks in the locker room. Like how inappropriate. Like he's just <laughs> the worst. He's the worst dude ever. He can't deal with anything. Um, and it, it explains why he's like so deeply like a um, toxic monster. And hey guy, hey guys, guess what? <laughs> your father, your father ruined you. Um, but I mean, who didn't know that? But anyway, yeah, it's a great. It, I mean. It's an interesting show because it shows all these young kids, and then like the reasons why they're on drugs, or like why they like to experiment. But it's also like I wouldn't say it's like based in reality because there's right. so there's so much like she buys her drugs from like an like a really like thugged out like eight year old like it's like really weird oh, it's and like, like over the top. It's like, like over the top, but it's also. I think the concept of euphoria is you're living on this other planet, like, in your head, and, and it has vibes of that, where, like, things sometimes um, doesn't feel real, but I I think that kind of adds to, like, the aspect of the fact that you're on drugs, so, like, nothing's real, and and some argue, like, oh, it glorifies drug use, but then, like, you also kind of see these, like, really shitty aspects of it, like, like, you see her, like, the girl, first of all, Zendaya, oh.
0: Yeah, you've been amazing actress. You've Uh, just been making that noise over and over again every time.
3: Uh, 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 I don't know where she's from or anything like previous to this. I do remember some newscaster made a racist comment about her hair once, but that's about as much as I know from her. But like seeing her come in very fresh from my perspective, um, I think she's killing it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, like
3: you see like the real dark sides of like kids fucking fighting with their parents, like things where you like kind of feel it from your own childhood. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I was like, you know. Yeah. Psycho as well. <laughs> Still am.
0: Yeah. I mean, the stuff that terrifies me most about having kids is that they will one day do things half as stupid as I did when I was a teenager. Yeah.
3: They'll threaten to kill you just out of pure madness. Wonderful. Because they're <laughs> children. I mean, it's not like they're really going to. I mean, hey, look, I'm not here to judge if your child kills you. But like, you know, like in, I remember, you know, as a kid who abused drugs, like in my most. Vulnerable, like true insecure moments. Like, I've said and done things that were incredibly not okay to my parents. Like, I've screamed, I've thrown shit, like, I've just lost my fucking mind because I just want to go get high. And my parents are just trying to be like, No, you're 17. No. And then it's like, I don't, I think it captures that very well.
0: Yeah. I mean, so the New York Times wrote an article about how this generation of teenagers, like, our Uh, Current teenagers are actually the, like, they use drugs less than any group of teenagers in recent history. They smoke less. uh, They have less sex. They're getting into fewer car accidents, uh, getting into fewer physical fights. Um, So their point was kind of why are we making this show Euphoria? That is, like, the most boundary-pushing show about teen sex and teen drug use when, like, this is the least... You know, sexually active and drug dependent group of teenagers. But I like one of the things that the show talks about is how uh, I think it says uh, teenagers like your love language today as a teenager is nudes and uh, like nudes. Needs, uh, but that like that doesn't necessarily mean you're sexually active just because you're like sending nudes back and forth. Also, to I think people.
1: that would fall under gifts, right? Yeah, right, cuz it's quality time. Yeah. Gifts. Yeah. Acts that- of service. Yeah, there you go. Uh affirming words and physical touch. Yeah. So, maybe affirming words and uh gifts, that's where nudes fall into.
0: Yeah. yeah. But mm. and it is like, yeah, even if they aren't abusing the drugs that people our age did, like suicide among teens is rising. The incidence of certain mental health problems is going up uh vaping has taken off in a way that is alarming public health officials um
1: so it sounds like they're saying that like there are issues here that you could highlight in a teen drama right but the idea that the issues are how fucking drunk and crazy and drug and adult they're getting is not really where the spots are
0: yeah exactly like one of the things that people have Pointing to is that because uh, people kind of grow up these days with helicopter parents who don't let them like out of the house and don't let them like go out and make mistakes for themselves, they they're safer, but that also fucks with your ability to like solve problems for yourself, mm-hmm. and that's a cause of anxiety and depression. Um,
3: that's crazy because I feel like everyone I grew up with was so on drugs. That's really? weird. So was it like millennial? Like kind of slowly petered out with millennials when we all started ODing at 27 and then like yeah the younger generations were like whatever like I can't I don't know what anything young is anymore but like (laughs) I mean
2: I have a I have a I have a 10 year old daughter and she's basically like already a teenager like she's she's kind of addicted to social media she's not vaping yet but like she's (laughs) kind of addicted to social media all her friends are there's that whole like comparing yourself to other people culture that we all probably suffer from too but with kids I think it's even more like pointed and you know i think it's it's definitely a cause of probably some of those increases in suicide rates because there's everything's kind of broadcast out there like what other kids have that you don't have Mm -hmm. or like how cool other people are and the way you compare yourself to it i think that's absolutely a bigger part of it today with you know younger kids than drugs for sure
3: yeah i do find myself sometimes i'll be like i'm gonna sit down and smoke some weed but then i start literally scrolling through instagram and then i forget to smoke the weed (laughs) i I was gonna
1: make this joke but i wonder how much of it's true is yeah is in a freakonomics way where you like oh this is actually tied to that i wonder how much screen time has to do with the lifestyles of teenagers now like being
0: less drug dependent or yeah or just
1: because you
3: get high off likes really
1: I mean, those endorphins are Dude, real. Yeah. If you, if I oh, could break a sure.
3: hundred likes on a photo, I probably won't smoke weed for like three days.
1: I, can, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> you know something kind of weird? I don't know how much this ties into this, but I, I recently put out a, a post on Twitter about my opinion of these um, child detainees, and I wished to myself that there was a way to turn off like notifications Mm -hmm. because i could feel myself being like oh i'm glad that so many people that i like or know or respect are liking this this opinion that i have yeah but that felt shitty to me because i didn't want to be getting positive released (laughs) endorphins off of something that i was just trying to say yeah hey enough of this shit do you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. it still it happens to you regardless that you can say something for altruistic reasons and end up getting a selfish benefit from it yeah. It just feels
0: shitty. Yeah. Uh, and another thing they point to in this New York Times article is that the fact that kids from a very young age have access to, like, all the pornography that's ever been made uh, on the internet mm-hmm. uh, probably has something to do with the fact that they are less likely to be immediately sexually active in their teenage years. Um all right, let's let's stay on this same tip because uh, Anna, you wanted to talk about the article you wrote uh, for oh Buzzfeed called "The Thirty Four <laughs> Kinds of Tattoos That Look Insanely Hot on Guys." Talk about comparing yourself to right. uh, immeasurable
1: <laughs> <Jeez>.
0: ideals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is gonna be like the Andy Rooney part at the end of 60 Minutes. We just let Anna go off. Oh, on, this on needs an to
1: always
3: happen. I found this article because I clicked on like the the. 20 tattoos tattoo artists are sick of doing. And Mm -hmm. I had never heard of any of them. Like, I was like, what? Like, why are they so over these? What would those be? They were like cats with crowns. I was like, oh, who? I thought you were going
1: to say like simple state outlines.
3: Well, that too, like skylines.
1: Yeah.
3: What are you, basic? Just kidding. Yeah, no, I am. First of all, if you you became a tattoo artist, like, you kind of just have to realize people are going to come in and be like, it says faith. You know, like in some weird language. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Everyone You open a burger
1: shop, guess what? You're going to get asked to make a lot of burgers. (laughs) It's a weird
3: thing to be like, I am so sick of these skylines. It's like, get over it. You're a tattoo artist. Try and make it better for yourself. Anyway, so then, you know, through that, because BuzzFeed is filled with lists. Lists. Mm
0: -hmm. um, My love language.
3: I found 34 (laughs) kinds of tattoos that look insanely hot on guys, which unnecessary the most unnecessary thing because none of it matters it's like Mm -hmm. nothing reminds you more that we're all gonna die in like 30 years than a (laughs) list of hot guys with tattoos. How was your Same date last hot. night?
1: Horrible, except for the fact <laughs> that he had the hottest tattoos. I literally
3: just told him to show me his forearm, and then I just masturbated, and I left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
1: uh, he's portrait of his grandmother.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the hottest tattoo <laughs> no.
1: I have ever seen.
3: Well, anyways, so, you know, some of the options were, like, triangle tattoo. <laughs>
0: A
1: triangle. That's all it said. Just a triangle. Wait, like the Triforce from Zelda? Sure. I mean, that's that's like a dope any triangle, sort of triangle tattoo. Triangle Just tattoo. all triangles. Yeah.
3: Pants creamed. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> I literally thought you were reading the next tattoo. <laughs> Pants creamed.
3: <laughs> and then straight line.
1: Whoa. Because what
3: else tells you your literal sexual orientation uh-huh. for the woman to understand that you're down a fuck? A vagina than a straight line. Straight line. Oh, yeah. Panties implode. Okay. <laughs> oh, um song lyric. What? What? I am so horny. All that's right. Wait, that's <laughs> one of the
1: hottest these are hottest <laughs> yes, ones? Song yes. I mean, if you do have a line from Gordon Lightfoot's <laughs> Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on wow. your forearm.
3: <laughs> I like his earlier stuff.
1: <laughs> Sundown? Uh. <laughs> no, you've gotten very quiet. Do
2: you have all of these tattoos? I have zero tattoos, actually. Okay. I've been like toying with getting one but maybe i'll look at this list and make it happen
3: (laughs) yeah you know like you can get yourself a nautical inspired one like have you been on a boat
2: I have, been, I have set foot on a boat, yes. Okay. I've got, well, there I've got you my go. sea legs.
0: Wait, is that in one of the lists too, nautical? Yeah.
3: like an anchor, because you're so anchored
0: Why not just the nautica your logo? toxic masculinity. Wait, an just inspirational look. quote is one of the- That's hot a hot quote. tattoo, dude.
3: Oh my God, it's just everywhere. Oh my God,
2: oh. Wait, but does location matter? Like if it's a nautical theme, does it have to be in a particular place? Does it be like a lower back anchor? Or like, does that make a difference? It doesn't like, what,
3: matter, Noel. Nothing matters. (laughs) I think
0: that's what we've learned here today.
3: One of them was like a tattoo that peeks out. That was like one of them. It was just like... Like
0: from the sleeve?
3: Yeah, like anywhere that's just like, ooh. So this is just what's a badly there? written article. It's peeking out from an otherwise conservative outfit.
0: <gasps> so like some of them are a nautical tattoo and the other is one that peeks out?
3: Yeah, I just imagine like Ben Shapiro with like a like a tattoo peeking out of his like neck. <laughs> We're like, does he have a neck I, tattoo? Because you know, I am horny.
1: I think that's what they mean. Yeah. right? Like it's... Yadier Molina's <laughs> neck tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's so hot.
3: It's really, yeah. And then, you know, other ones are like coordinates. Coordinates? To where? Like long, longitude, latitude. Like, where do you have to be? Is this like memento? Can you not remember where your family lives? Like, what's your deal? You're so hot. Is your entire You're personality so based off this goddamn fucking tattoo? Wow.
0: Yes. Wow. Well... Thank you for writing that article. Yeah, you you crushed it. it. Um,
3: None of these tattoos matter, you guys. Nothing makes you hot except for, you know, like uh, being nice to your mom. And um, that's about it. Like just be nice to your mom and other women around you. and That's the hottest thing you can really bring to the table. Your tattoo doesn't matter. Your body is rotting away within climate control. So like don't even think about it. Just like be nice to women.
0: Wait, even if we're on drugs, we have to be nice to our mom?
1: What if I got the tattoo, be nice to women? (laughs) Oh so I, shit Wait <laughs> I'm
3: passing like I'm passing
1: away. Be nice Believe women Would be a good Believe women That might actually be wait. Kind of attractive
3: I think I'm dying From how horny I am
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get that tattoo Yeah That's
3: actually a great Just believe women I Across think... your chest <laughs>
0: um, Peeking out
3: Yeah just peeking out just Like what does that say Is it Uh
0: <sighs> No It has been a pleasure Having you man Where can people Find you
2: so you can find me and my pal Ben Bolin on two shows. One is Ridiculous History, where we just kind of go through sort of off the beaten path, weird little history nuggets. It's like like thirty five minutes apiece. I think there's probably about two hundred or so of them out at this point. And then we do another show called uh, Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. That's I always describe it as like a I don't know critical thinking approach to conspiracy theories. So it's not like we're true believers. We never really make a conclusion per se. It's more like here's the science. Here's what crazy people on the internet are saying. Here's what the cult members are saying. You know, and now what? You know, we have a discussion about it, and there's three of us, so we do that. Both of those shows we do twice a week.
0: They're very good shows. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying?
2: Yeah, I was actually trying to find, but I, I'm pretty fond of this one. Uh, Frederick Nietzsche has an account. I, I assume it's the Frederick Nietzsche. Uh, but this one yeah. is—I <laughs> uh, think this would just be a really good tagline for a product: the casual confidence that is white denim.
0: oh yeah that is a strong move that requires a lot of belief in self daniel van kirk yes my friend it's been wonderful having you here it's been wonderful being acting miles where can people find you follow you
1: uh you can follow me on all social media at daniel van kirk you can go to my website Uh, DanielVanKirk.com to keep up to date with everything that I have been doing and am going to do. Speaking of, as I alluded to up top, I am on tour right now. So Wednesday, the 26th, I will be in Chicago, Illinois. And then the next day, the 27th, Madison. 28th in Kansas City, Missouri. The 29th in St. Louis, Missouri. I'll be having some of that Ted Drews. And on the 30th, I will be in Indianapolis. That is the current leg of my Together tour. More dates are going to be announced soon on the other side of Lake Michigan, Ohio, and everywhere around there as well as the east coast so go to danielvankirk.com or at danielvankirk on social media to figure out when i'm coming near you
0: and is there a tweet you've been enjoying
1: there there is a, treat, a tweet that i have been enjoying my first thought um i guess because maybe i'm a narcissistic is one of my own which just said read the article yeah. <laughs> just it, bef- We're in a time where uh, you don't need much to have an opinion, but it would be nice if you at least just read the article. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: A uh, tweet that I've been enjoying. Let me look that up. Should have been doing that
1: before. Um, Can I say while you look that up that I, I just realized one I really did love was a simultaneous tweet between um, uh, what's Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul at the same time. They both tweeted out two pictures of donkeys with the word soon, which to me means in some form or another, whether it's the uh, the uh, Pinkman movie or Better Call Saul, these two are getting back together, and I can't wait to see what that means.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Or Maybe they're saying they're going into being drug mules. <laughs> it could be as yeah. well. And they, this is a cry for help. Uh, Zach Bornstein tweeted, social media is the perfect tool to impress nine acquaintances from high school in exchange for being sad always. Uh, and you can find me on twitter jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on anna what is that gonna be
3: um i'm gonna re- And also
0: tell people where they can find you
3: oh i'm at Anna anahosnia on twitter
0: she, yeah. she said with energy <laughs> mm.
3: um, And you can listen to my podcast Ethnically Ambiguous On this exact same network
0: mm-hmm. it's a good one
3: um, Okay, I'm going to recommend the song Toe Jam by Tierra Wack Because she's really An awesome rapper And singer and songwriter And she really uh, She gets my big toe Jumping know
0: jumping up in your boot
3: and this song is called toe jam and um oh weird it's true i have made my toes dance to this before just out of pure fun (laughs) (laughs) now do i have fun you know what the answer is yes because that's what i do i'm Mm -hmm. on drugs that's right euphoria that's right mom Anyway, so, toe jam by Terawack. All it right, out.
0: we're gonna ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast and we'll talk to you then.
3: Bye. Uh, whack, she be I sure. am like you, really you are don't She's oh so I'm Sick when I rapping. The bitch when you rapping. The queen be the captain. I shit you're a napkin when I'm out of tissue. Niggas and it's not an issue. They say Where you been, girl? I got to get you. On my song man I need me a feature. I don't like you and I hope you don't like me neither I like Griffin ain't talking about Peter. Nigga wanna get the sauce out the living your pizza. Nigga wanna get the sauce I deliver the your pizza. Shit! Crack kills if don't get you whack, well. Crack kills if it don't get you whack, well. Crack kills if it don't get you whack, well. Crack your well.